Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institute's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. One of the biggest expenses that can face any community association is the maintenance and upkeep of asphalt roads and parking lots. A community with miles of roads can literally spend tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars on maintaining these roadways. My guest for today's podcast, Paul Gates, is with Asphalt Tech Pavement Solutions. Paul is an expert on these issues and will help explain the bidding process, costs, and other factors necessary to the proper maintenance of your asphalt surfaces. Welcome, Paul, and please tell our listeners a little about Asphalt Tech Pavement Solutions. Thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure being here with you, and I enjoy doing these. Um, Asphalt Tech Pavement Solutions, we do everything. Um, once the asphalt is down from sealing it, striping it, repairs, I've been in this business for over 30 years. I had a company in New Jersey back in the early 80s. I had another one, I sold that one. I had another one in Florida for 20 years. Uh, I sold that one, came back up to New Jersey, uh, worked for another company up here for a while, and then started this company with my son and, and back in doing the same thing again. So I guess once you start, you never get out of it. Well, you clearly have a lot of good experience and background. So this is a good topic for us to cover uh, today with you. Let me start with uh, the bidding process. Why is it necessary to get different bids when you're bidding out parking lot maintenance? If you get different bids from people, um, it keeps everybody on the same pricing. Um, you know, you don't get too familiar with one person and then the next thing you know, they're, they're price gouging you. They're, they're trying to get more out of you because they feel friendly with you. Get two or three vendors you trust and then go get bids from them so you can see that everybody is, is giving you the same prices and all. Where do you usually see the biggest differences on, on bids for asphalt maintenance projects? The biggest difference I see, the number one is asphalt repairs. If you have asphalt repairs, you really need to go out and as a property manager and mark those repairs or walk with one of your vendors, let them mark them out because you'll have a little hole that's, we'll say it's a two by two hole and one person is going to just fix the hole but it's all alligator around it. Well, the next person is going to make it a four by four and the next person is going to make it an eight by eight. And that asphalt repairs is one of the biggest line items you're going to have on your maintenance bids. The next will be crack filling. But basically if you say quarter of an inch above, then all the cracks should be filled. You're going to get 95% of them filled, but you're going to get a lot of them that should be filled. So basically all the cracks in that parking lot should be filled. The sealer part is cut and dry. Basically everything gets sealed when it gets done. The same thing with the striping, whatever's there now goes back. So your asphalt repairs is your biggest that you won't get an apple to apple, you know, on your bids. And the crack filling, I've seen people put two inch and above. The standard is quarter of an inch and above for crack sealing. You need to have your asphalt repairs done. Uh, get all the alligator areas repaired because that lets the water go through. You cannot crack fill an alligator area. They have 
what they call like a gator pave, which is a cold pour you can put over top of it. It's about like putting a Band-Aid on a uh, cut that needs stitches. It, it just doesn't last. It'll, it'll temporarily look good for today, and it might last you six months or a year, but then later on down the road, it just, it just wears out, and the, and the pieces will move. When those pieces move, it caused the crack filler to dislodge or crack again. So you need to cut those out, repair those, get all your cracks filled, seal it and stripe it, if you have a good contractor, three to five years before you have to go back and touch it again. Paul, I, I want to ask a follow-up question. You mentioned a three to five-year time period. I often see, you know, what just driving through my own neighborhood, I see neighbors having their every single bid for asphalt every year. Is that necessary? And, and in the context of a community association with a parking lot or roads, should they be doing it every, every year? Yeah, no, they should not do it every year. They should only do it every three to five years once the sealer starts wearing off. Because what happens is you get too much sealer on the asphalt and it's like having a, um, you know, like an old house that they put varnish on it every year and year and year. And you go in and you look at an old house and it's all cracked or the paint's all cracked. Sealer will do the same thing. Then what happens is the sealer will start flaking off. So then you have all these patches and blotches of the sealer flaking off and there's really nothing you can do unless you just sit there wait four or five years for it to all flake off or scrape it off or go in and put a whole new driveway or parking lot back in to get rid of so you really want to wait that's why i tell people three to five years we've done them and they go past three years we've done a big shopping center uh it's almost four years ago now and i can just see where starting in the turning lanes at the traffic light the rest of the parking lot is looks just as good as it did the day we put it in. It's an important distinction. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, you, you've mentioned asphalt and coal tar sealer in the, in the course of our conversation. What's the difference between the two? So asphalt emulsion, they're, they're, they're trying to push that, um, you know, for a, for a new a method you use instead of coal tar because some states are banning coal tar. We can use either one. Right now, I prefer to use coal tire sealer for the main reason is your asphalt sealers are more expensive, but they do not last. Uh, if you get in a the fall, they won't dry. I've seen them, I've used it before and they'll you'll get power steering marks and it'll just pull the sealer completely off of the asphalt. And it just goes down. It just, right now they haven't perfected it enough to last. Your, your most longest lasting sealer out there right now is the coal tire sealer. Okay. You've talked about crack sealing. Can you explain the exactly what the process is for crack sealing and how this helps to maintain the life of the asphalt? So again, your crack sealing should be, when you fill out your spec, should be a quarter of an inch or above for crack sealing. Anything less than a quarter of an inch you're really not going to get enough material in there to um, do any good because when you get the freeze and thaw process, the crack will actually expand or contract. So it has to have enough material to expand and contract and the crack sealant needs to be, it's rubber and it needs to, like a rubber band, it needs to pull and go back and forth. The reason for crack sealing is the main reason it keeps the water out of the crack. So in the winter time, it, stops the freeze and thaw 
what it'll do to the ice, the water will get in there, it'll freeze, it'll expand, and it just starts busting the asphalt up, or it gets underneath of it and pushes the asphalt up, and then when cars drive on it, it just breaks it all up in little chunks. Summertime, the same thing. It gets the ground wet underneath of it. As the cars drive over, it sponges, and then it causes the asphalt to start breaking up. That's where you see the big alligator areas where it's all broke up in little pieces all over the place. So you really want to take those alligator areas out with a new piece of asphalt, and then you want to have the cracks cleaned out. Uh, they do it several different ways. They'll use a hot air lance if it's in the spring or fall when you have a lot of moisture to dry them out. And then we'll fill the crack up and seal it. Uh, they also will route the cracks out. I don't see that done a whole lot because of, it doubles the cost of it. And a lot of the HOAs or really anybody don't want to spend that extra cost to do that. As long as you do that, that will stop a lot of the water from getting under the asphalt. Let's go back to sealing for a second. Asphalt sealing, I've heard that it can be diluted. Is there a way to test the sealer to make sure that it's not diluted so much that it essentially becomes ineffective? Yeah, so I, I have, um, we actually got a test kit this year. So if I'm doing a job for someone and they wanna uh, come out to the job site and they want to um, test the sealer, I can test it for you right there on the spot. Um, you can also go in, and I tell a lot of people this, and that's what I tell people before I got the um, test kit. Go get a little, um, one of those little plastic cups with a lid on it, and just randomly go up and say to the contractor, can I have a, a sample of that? Put the lid on it. If they tell you they can't do it, they're lying. They can pour it right in there, take the tip out of the machine, they can pour it in, or they can go to the back, and they can open up the ball valve and pour you a little bit in it, or they can put it in a bucket and dip you some out. You can send that to any manufacturer, Sealmaster, Naira, Gem Seal. Uh, well, Gem Seal is part of Sealmaster now. Um, seal Right, or not Seal, Star Seal. You can send that to any of them. They can test the solid and the water content in it. And if there's too much water content in it, it's going to um, wear off very quick. Um, I'm sure everybody has been down that route. Uh, the other thing, they could test the sand content in it. Sand actually works as a slip resistant uh, feature so that people don't slip and fall. If you put too much sand in it, you'll get what they call um, black rollout. You'll get black sand in your gutters. And you don't want that. So that's a good way to test it. And that's what I tell everybody. It keeps everybody honest when you go to get your parking lot done. That's good to know. Let me ask you um, about the time of year and, and in your in your experience, what what's the best season or the best time of year for uh, these types of projects, sealing and and uh, uh, and crack cracks crack sealing, etc. So we can start um, around April, somewhere's in there. In the spring, you get a lot of rain, uh, so that kind of makes it. A little difficult at times due to the rain uh, that could delay your project and it could also take like if we're going to go in and do a HOA you could get rain one day and then that's going to delay the project when you get into June July August uh, those months you your rain goes down it'll start to get hot you will get power steering marks on it uh, that's normal they'll go away within 30 days it's just part of the curing process and because it's so hot out the worst part I don't like is late fall. 
late September, uh, more October, I would say middle October. When the earth starts tilting, the sun changes, you get a lot of shade and that really causes a hardship of trying to get it to dry uh, unless we have warm temperatures in October due to the sun and it, it, it'll delay uh, some of the um, days that you're doing a, an apartment complex or condominiums because it's not dry and we can't let people back on it. And then it causes hardship for the tenants or residents. So it's really weather say, Yeah, I would say from spring to September is your optimum time to do it. Preferably in June, July, August and September is the best time. Let me ask you about warranties. Um, are there, do, do the ceiling come with a warranty? Um, you know, about how long it may last, that sort of thing? We offer a one-year material and uh, workmanship warranty on everything we do. Um, that's normally the industry standard. Normally, if the sealer is applied right, it you won't have any issues. Only time I ever see is maybe if the guys didn't clean a spot right or along the gutter curves and they got some dirt for some reason didn't get off and it'll cause it to flake off or dislodge. The only thing I, the other thing I have people call back is when they have the snow guys in in the winter and they will push down too hard on the snow plows and they'll scrape off the crack filler and they'll scratch the surface of the asphalt and it makes big white lines all over. So you gotta have the snowplow guys to use the rubber blades so it doesn't scratch the asphalt. And the other thing is don't use sand in your salt because the sand acts like sandpaper and the car tires will start wearing on the sealer really, really fast. So Paul, let's uh, assume for a minute that I am a brand new manager of a condo and I have an asphalt maintenance project for a parking lot. I've never prepared a request for proposal before when it comes to asphalt maintenance or seal coating. What would your best advice be to me on how to prepare bid specifications for this project to make sure the project is being bid properly and I'm gonna get fair quotes and, and, and a good job done when this is eventually awarded? So if you make up a, a spec sheet, um, basically if you're going to seal, you can take an aerial map now off of Google Earth and you could say, we're gonna seal this area of the parking lot. That's pretty much cut and dry because all the asphalt's gonna get sealed. You want everything to be striped back to normal. One thing as a property manager, you wanna make sure you go around and get all, if you have writing or numbers for the stalls, you wanna take a map and put all the numbers on it because that's another big thing I see is that's the perfect time for a resident to say they have had this spot for 20 years, but when you went around and put the numbers on, I have the map and this is what's going back. I see that a lot. So you wanna make sure you have that, but get with a, a reputable contractor if you can't do it yourself, go out and walk the parking lot with them and that way you can, or he or she can mark out any of the asphalt repairs that need to get done. You can put that in a spec that they're all marked out. You've measured them with them. So you got 25 areas and you got 2,000 feet of asphalt repairs that need to get done. You have 300,000 square feet of ceiling and all the striping is to go back to the existing layout and you want all the cracks filled quarter of an inch above. And then you should get the same bid from everybody 
because you just handed them the spec of what you want. You gave them the major quantities and you've told them everything you want done. So then you look at the bids when you get in and see if they've used the same quantities, if the same striping, you should get an apple to an apple for every bid you request. Well, that's good advice, Paul. In fact, this is this uh, all of this information you you have provided has been very good advice. Um, most condos and homeowner associations probably have some asphalt that they need to maintain. Uh, so, I hope this information will be helpful to our members and our listeners. If you'd like more information on services provided by Asphalt Tech Pavement Solutions, please visit them online at www asphalttechpavement.com. That's A-S-P-H-A-L-T-E-C-H pavement.com. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowner association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-pa-delval.org. Thanks for listening.